Howdy everybody out there, this is Big Beefin'. This is JP and I am one third of that Big Beefin' show. This is Aaron Rollins. What you doing boy? We have a ride, bring us in Shane. Now you may be asking, what is Big Beefin'? Well, the answer is quite simple. Big Beefin' is... Where all of your wildest dreams come true. That's a good one, that's a good one. <laughs> you stop listening halfway through. I knew you were podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's his goddamn yard, and he put the property tax on a damn thing. And he said, wait a minute, Rollins, you got to be smarter than fucking average bear. And I looked at him, I said, that goes both ways, buddy. And he kept talking, I just left. <laughs> average bear, that's a, that's a yogi, yogi bear, right? Isn't that? He's that's funny. a yogi bear reference, but that's not the fucking point, man. But the, so That's bullshit. If, hey, are you okay? Did, didn't you tell that one yesterday? I just told that one yesterday. Like, Aaron, are you okay? That he states that Bigfoot is there in plain sight. You just choose not to see him. <laughs> That's not what I meant, damn it. Fuck, you never mind. Never fucking mind, John. You don't want to fucking walk your fat ass and don't walk. There you go. See? That is. <laughs> no. Uh, no beat the drops. Let's get right to this. Hello, my name is JP. No need for no MC. I've been keeping it real since 1983. <laughs> Shit my pants on the big leaf and Just enjoy the show. Mr. Black. Evening, Shane. Hey, boy. What you doing? Uh, well, I'm just leaving uh, my mom's house. Is she okay? How you doing, gentlemen? Hey, guys. How you doing? Hey. How you doing, guys? How you doing? How you guys doing this evening? Good, good. Good. Oh, Lord. You guys are really quiet. I can't hear anything right now. You can't hear nothing? Oh, hmm. I wonder. I wonder why. Hold on, hold on. I hear everything just fine. Yeah, you can hear me, Jay? Yeah. There we go. There we go. There we go. What's up, boy? You had a good week? Oh yeah, baby. Celebrated that Independence Day with that freedom flight. Oh Oh, yeah, yeah. Happy Birthday, America! Oh yeah, the time that uh, President Whitmore uh, defeated the aliens. (laughs) I voted for that man. I voted for him. You know, you did not go quietly into the night. Yeah, you did no. Not without a fight. <laughs> Never forget 1996. Never forget 96. <laughs> best, best. That brave crop duster that flew his planes straight into the <laughs> yeah. That guy. We always forget the little guys. Yeah, that guy. We forgot about him. He showed us how to defeat the aliens. Oh yeah. Um, American ingenuity. That's what was getting him. <laughs> Well, what'd you think about the second movie? I've actually never seen the second movie. Um, second one? No, I can't speak to that. Uh, uh, second one was like, was garbage. Yeah, that's what, that's what I, I can't. I, I can't. Watch, I can watch it one time, and that's it. It's kind yeah, of that cool. was the consensus we raised that it was garbage. It's kind of cool they they you know. Reverse, reverse engineered the technology to fit us, but the storyline just didn't work. And, and it started some, it started some weird old stuff. Hey, I didn't like it. Yeah, the guy came out of his coma. He had his own laser, and like, eh. yeah, it was, it was a load of garbage. Yeah, I guess stretched it too far. <laughs> but did you, uh, did you guys have a chance to check out anything about that Crybaby Creek we were talking about? Uh, no, I haven't yet. I told Hector about it, and obviously he heard about it on the show, but uh, I haven't looked into it yet. Do you, you said you had your own little, uh, little, own little uh, horror stories from where y'all from? I'm sorry, I missed the question. Sorry, guys. You, you, y'all have your own little horror stories from where y'all from, right? Um, did we? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you have no stories from where y'all live or anything like that? Like, like, no. It's really weird right now. Hmm. I wonder I wonder why. Shane, you hear me? Yeah, I hear you loud and clear, boy. Oh, I'm making sure. I'm like, ah, oh, I wonder what's messing up. Yeah, I, I, I can hear you guys loud and clear. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, like, we just have the Mexican, like, the audio on and stuff like that. Where from? Man, those people still firing fireworks outside. Oh, that's going to be uh, fireworks or guns, one of the two. Yeah, do y'all get much gun firing out there? Celebration? Oh, all the time. Yeah, all the time. 
Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> you can't you can tell the difference at the time. I had to, uh, I had to, I had to educate these two guys. He said, "Yeah, we'll fire them in the air." Like, okay, remember, guys, fire them to the side, not straight up. Yeah, so they come down. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like, oh, we never thought about that. Okay, well, <laughs> I realize we'll see you next time. Well, my daddy always said, "If you're gonna shoot your gun, you shoot at something." <laughs> mm-hmm. Hey. Yeah. But. I don't want like that. I don't want, I, I, like I said, I feel like I didn't tell them. Like, okay, I'm not gonna see these guys again. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you get the stickers out now. I saw you get the, the what, what about Bigfoot stickers? They're pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, they just came in. That's pretty awesome. So, so what? Are, these are stickers you can buy. Yeah. Oh, okay. We're actually gonna send you guys like a like a little care package. We just got them in, so like all we have is stickers right now. So we're. Uh, I think by just sending you guys like your own package for you guys if you guys don't mind, you know. See, John, why ain't we doing shit like that? Why don't we got a fucking package? Quit saying we're doing everything the hard way. We do it the hard way. Just say, don't make it easy. See, and we see the sticker. Me, not you. Now we do it the hard way. Just tell well, we, guys, we came up with the idea for a fucking t-shirt. It would cost forty dollars because we wanted all these crazy ass designs on there that didn't make no damn sense. <laughs> <laughs> like my my fucking design had a T-Rex on there. Uh, John had like this uh, Latin king symbol on his, and uh, it's just crazy, just all over the place. Like, what the hell? <laughs> we, we had to let the t-shirts go for a minute until we can uh, refocus ourselves on what we want on the t-shirt again. Yeah, let's get smaller, just get them together. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about joining the parade. Just have a big beefing sign in the parade. No one knows what it means. Just have a big beefing sign. <laughs> That'd be awesome. You're on float. Damn. It'd be freaking no one over the beef. It's just a big beef. Just wave. They just throw us candy. Just wave at them. <laughs> <laughs> just three guys on parade. Big beef. At least you're getting publicity out there. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to check that. I'm going to Google that. Yeah. Uh, find <laughs> Got these Do you guys have any uh, suggestions for other podcasters we could reach out to? Y'all got any ideas or things that pique your interest? Uh, my ones I listen to mainly the, they're here. He's a food restaurant guy. I don't know if you guys are into food or not, but that's the only guy I know. Yeah, I like we love food. Believe <laughs> you me, we love food. His podcast is, is the Let's Taco About It. He's a local chef here. He just talks to other local chefs here and uh, gets their opinion on food. He's pretty. He's pretty good. I like that. I like that. I like that title. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a good one. Well, his restaurant's called uh, Dia de los Tacos, so <laughs> he's right on yeah. brand. <laughs> me, and, me and John were just talking the other night about how we can't pronounce taco right. <laughs> I did hear that. You gotta say it a little fast, you know. You gotta taco. taco yeah, ta- you know? See, ta- I told you, saying taco, not taco. It's taco. Okay, you can't throw out that A. You gotta you just yeah, gotta be. Yeah. Fair. It has to kind of accentuate the A a little harder. You know what I'm saying? See? Not say uh like vegetas, you know, letter, you know. <laughs> I want the vegetas. <laughs> what about quesadilla? Can you say quesadilla? Right, so I'm not even gonna try. <laughs> <laughs> mine's, mine's sounds normal. Quesadilla. Can I have a quesadilla? Thanks. <laughs> I, I messed that one. A quesadilla is the one I really messed up. Quesadilla. It's really good. <laughs> I've heard people call it quesadilla. Presidents who who had actually died on the Fourth of July, um, all all three of them were like were were actually part of the founding fathers. You know what I mean? The guys who who actually like signed the Declaration of Independence. So that's like uh, Thomas Jefferson and Adams and then uh, Monroe, I believe. So uh, so it was uh, it was more of a strange coincidence or uh, or some kind of divine intervention. We we like to ask, you know, but uh, it's not it. It's not much a uh, conspiracy theory or uh, or like some kind of monster. We, we, we just kind of try to keep it light in uh, for this holiday, you know. So they all died on the fourth. Uh, on the fourth of July, actually, 
it was uh, it was Jefferson and, and Adams had died on the exact same day, uh, which is which is you know pretty surprising uh, for the 50th anniversary of the Declaration of Independence. Well, how come nobody ever talks about that? Like I've never. This is the first time I've ever heard this. I actually never heard about it either until we started doing research, and then I. I found it because I was trying to find something, some some kind of conspiracy between some president or something and the Fourth of July, but uh, I didn't find this, uh, I found this instead, and I find it very interesting because I've never heard about it either. You know, yeah, they don't yeah. teach you that in the histories. Why not? Yeah, like wait a minute, I've never heard like Dale told me like no, they really like oh shit, they, they did like why did they, why did no one ever say that? They just like frowned upon to say that or. I don't know. It's, 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 it. Maybe it's just too much of a coincidence or it's just been lost to history. It's one of those things, just a footnote that it's not super important to learn in school, but still a pretty cool thing that happened. Well, you say that, but I've never seen a documentary. Like, in, even in documentaries, they don't say that. I, I don't remember every documentary that I've watched, I don't remember saying that they're saying they died on the fourth. <laughs> yeah. Little uh, <laughs> stuff you don't need to know, kids. Don't worry about that, you know. <laughs> It definitely should be in the history books, you know. It, it's it's a uh, it's too coincidental, and, and it has to deal with our presidents. You know what I mean? Maybe that's why it's not it's not a big deal because it's like the death of our presidents, and people don't really. You know, it's not really like a cool thing to talk about or teach. Unless they're assassinated, they're not cool enough. <laughs> Unless you're JFK or Abraham Lincoln, nobody cares about your death. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of uh, secrets. Societies. Have y'all ever looked in like to the, like the Masons, the Freemasons, or the Templars, or anything like that? I, I want to look into the, you know the Illuminati a little bit a little later on for the shows, uh, Templars stuff like that. But I haven't done too much research on them. I wonder. I wonder how close you have to get to those guys before they start, you know, jacking with you. Like I wonder how far in you have to get. Uh, I'm assuming a little, a little. They're going for a little big time than just me and him. Uh, we we yeah. can un- uh, uncover anything they don't want us to know. So I think we have to get a little, uh, a little bit more likes on on YouTube first, a little bit more views before they start going after us. You know. Yeah, yeah you got to find out their dirty secrets or wherever they're hiding. Because uh, I know, I know a friend. His name was Mike. He had a he said, "Oh, I'm a Freemason. Like, how's that? My dad's a Freemason, so I'm automatically Freemason." Like, oh, okay, so it's that easy to get into, I guess, <laughs> or looting. So, I don't know. That sounds a little too easy, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, like, like I don't think it works that way, but you know, but like I, said, I don't know how it works. Like, but he says, "Oh yeah, I'll make you get in." My dad's one. Oh, okay, but all right, I'm gonna be like them low level shit. Then we want to know the good stuff, the stuff on the top. <laughs> well, I just wonder what the hell are they planning? What's it about? Is it just a status thing? Is it just? A- I, I think the Freemasons are just a status thing. The Illuminati is what we got to look out for, or something even more secretive than them. We haven't uncovered yet. Illuminati are possibly pulling the strings behind everything. Yeah. Or that's what they want us to believe, and it's something deeper than that. That's how the legend goes, you know what I mean? Uh, that the Illuminati you know, owns like, Disney, and they own all these corporations, and all these massive... I heard they own some singers. Like, they tell singers, hey, you can, you can keep your status as, as a popularity, but... You have to donate so much money to our organization, so like, I'm like, what? You know, so I like to think that like, if you're popular, like, soldiers gonna walk up to you. All right, guys, good job. Well, we're gonna need you to donate some money if you yeah. want to keep your status. Our, our little scandals coming your way if you don't pay up. Yeah, you know, like, well, well, I hate to think it's that way. You know, <laughs> back to government conspiracies. I don't know if you guys remember this, but. You know, I've seen two presidents get elected into office, and both times the presidents, Trump and uh, Obama, they, when they raised form of energy, they were like this high energy, going to make a change, going to make a difference. That first briefing, the first time that they really got like a real briefing, these guys in suits showed up, and their facial expressions changed drastically. And I saw an interview about Putin, uh, Vladimir Putin, and you got to take Putin for what it's worth. He could be lying. But he said, you know, look, America's got all the power, and they pick on everybody. But when when you see these presidents that promise all these changes get elected, and then you guys with suits, suits show up, what they're doing is telling the president how things really are oh, yeah. and what they really have to do. 
And I think there's truth in that because Trump and Obama, their facial expressions, when they got out of that briefing and you could see them walking, they looked like they just got hit with a ton of bricks. Oh, yeah. I mean, it looked like shit. I think the presidential is just a figurehead, just a little a picture for everyone to to complain about, but the real, the real government is run by somebody else. Yeah. Somebody probably in the military industrial complex, like, you know, I think Dick Cheney was a little bit into that. Uh, as far as I know, you know. It'd be weird if someone would just tell you that. Like, yeah, you wasted all this money. Okay, man, you're in the history books. Now let me tell you how this works. Yeah. You're going to do this, you're going to do that, you're going to leave this and this alone, and you're, gonna, and you're not going to talk about it. Done. Yeah. Well, that's that's what Cheney told Bush. He was like, "I'll be your I'll be your vice vice president, but you're gonna let me handle this. I get foreign policy, I get uh, military uh, intervention." He's one of the most you know, powerful and, vice presidents I can think of. Yeah. Oh man, he pulled the strings, you know. And uh, you know, it just so happened we had the terrorist attacks. But they took a lot of presidential power after those attacks. Like, they took a lot of hands, out, uh, a lot of the people's hands out of power with the Patriot Act. I don't think people realize how far sweeping that thing was. Yeah. I got to look more into that one because, like I said, I, I just know it just seems cool. cool. Like Shane said, like, you know, you think you're going to make changes, and someone tells you, no, you're not going to make no changes because you're really going to do this. You're not going to make no changes at all to anything like that. Yeah, unless I say so. Yeah. I, I want to believe they're holding up a picture of Lincoln and Kennedy, like, in the background, like, hey, look at these guys. These, these guys didn't play ball, and look what happened to them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, so, uh, in the empty frame, like, right next to them would be hilarious, you know? Just waiting for they you. They challenged the status quo, and they got killed for it. Yep. They, went, they probably did go against They probably didn't play ball. That's what got them capped. That'd be weird. Like, no, I'm not going to do it. It's your last chance. Nah, forget y'all. What are y'all guys going to do? Okay. <laughs> All right. Have a nice day. Did y'all ever see that movie, uh, Wag the Dog? I have not. So, it's a movie that came out in the uh, 90s. It starred uh, Robert De Niro and Dustin Hoffman. And basically, somebody was running for president, and Dustin Hoffman was like this big-time Hollywood executive producer. And they told him Robert De Niro played like the head of state or something like that. And he hired Dustin Hoffman's character to make, he wanted him to fake a war, like fake news reports, fake stories, to make the public think that they were really at war so it would get the president reelected. And so Hoffman's character like knocks it out of the park, just tells this very convincing story. And at the end of the movie, Robert De Niro's like, okay, you know, you did your job, you're going to get paid nicely. And that's it. And I was like, but I want people to know what I did. I want people to know about this. Robert De Niro's like, no, nobody can know. It's, uh, your reward is that you did it. We'll give you some money. You're set for life. You'll never have to pay taxes again. Uh, that's it. You know, you just got to keep your mouth shut. And like, the character's like, no, I want the credit. I want the credit. And so Robert De Niro had his ass fucking killed. Like, the last scene of the movie is him getting cast. So, you know, it's, that kind of stuff, you know, assassination. They happen. Yeah, I, I, I can see that being totally real. Like just taking someone out they don't want to cooperate, or someone doing good and they can never talk about it again. I, I finally, I find that very convincing that the government will do that. It's hard. It's hard to believe they could do that. Like, all right, I won't have to kill you. You get your own special guy you talk to. No, very Billy. Billy knows what I want. You know, <laughs> Billy quietly uh, silence this guy over here, or this reporter asking too many questions or let's give him a gentle nudge in the right direction, you know? <laughs> so yeah. it's, it's stronger. It's, 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 that strong arm of America is going to choke the, everybody. Mm-hmm. 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 Scary to think what our presidents, can, what our government can do when you piss them off. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you piss them off enough. Like they can't do nothing to me. I got the law on my side. Bitch, you made the law. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I just rewrote the law. There you go. You're done. Yeah, yeah, man. You play it real quick. It's especially for you, asshole. Uh huh. Well, what's gonna happen? You have an accident. Doing what? I don't know. You have an accident. <laughs> A car's gonna drive right through your fucking uh, bedroom window. What? Yeah, we can make that happen. <laughs> but the car will go through your bedroom window and kill you. <laughs> we'll make sure it's done. 
know. Oh, have you got any more uh, any more support after the after the show? Anyone picking up? Uh, anyone's uh, fan base picked up or anything? Um, we didn't get a huge boost. Um, we usually uh, like have like a half decent amount of of, uh, of like listeners. We got a, a higher boost in uh, in like video plays though, which is cool. So hopefully. How's the YouTube? How's the YouTube videos going? Uh, that's actually like our hardest, our hardest platform to get like views or plays on. Do y'all think like me and Shay were talking about? Do you think it's easier for the women to get more views than men? Because me, and me we were talking like, okay, well, let's take gaming for a minute. You have this gamer who's a chick who's half decent, but she'll have like. Three million fans, and then you have this guy who's a great player, will have like six hundred viewers. You know, <laughs> yeah, he just don't have fucking titties. It's our society, we we sexualize everything, and every look at turn on your TV right now, you're probably gonna see some sexually commercial, sexy ass commercial with a girl with like her, her titties hanging out. Yeah, of course, it's, it's it's our mind frame now. Yeah, sexualize as Americans. It, well, it's everywhere. Instagram. Twitter, uh, anywhere you look, oh, who has more titties hanging out? That's the one to follow. That's the one product you're gonna buy. And the flip side, there might be a a better gamer than the other girl who doesn't dress all kind of slutty, and she gets less views because she's not dressing like that other girl. Exactly, I've seen that happen. I've seen that happen. While I'm watching this one girl, someone said on the comments, "Show more titties," <laughs> <laughs> and she said, "I'm not showing you any more titties, guy. I'm not here for you showing my titties." I'm here to just show you how I'm funny. I know how to gameplay. Nah, girl, just show more titties. <laughs> and that's it. It's just we, we've been over-sexualized as a culture. Or sex-deprived, maybe. I don't know. But well, it's, easy, it's easy to grab the little preteen boys. You know, come on. It's easy to grab those. That's easy fan base right there. You go with little preteen boys. You got them right there. So, oh, yeah. Right. They're not watching a damn game. They don't care how she plays. Yeah, exactly. But you know that. But it, do y'all watch? Do y'all read or watch cosplay or anything like that? Right, I've seen cosplayers left and right. I, I like I like seeing cosplay. And I'm not saying none of the cosplayers are. A lot of them are great costumes, but nine out of ten times, it's the girl with the titties hanging out that's gonna win it. You know? Oh yeah. Is this a great costume? Yeah. Based off a a, message, a a book, a series where she's tantalized as the. You know, just a bikini on. This makes no sense at all. <laughs> Poor armor. You, you could have sexy. You can have um Spider Girl, but here's sexy Spider Girl with the titties hanging out. Oh, she's spot on. You know, here's, here's the cowardly lion, but here's sexy cowardly lion. Who's gonna yeah. win? <laughs> I was like, okay, she wins. So, but you know, I know, I know a lot of fans are like, oh, that's not true. Okay, not true. Go go look at anything. Go look at anything. And the chick has more views than guys. Like I said, it's hard to break in when you're a dude. It's hard to break it in there. Got to overcome the other chicks. I think it's definitely harder. Uh, we have to. I don't know. I mean, I'm not really interested in, in uh, you know transitioning. You know what I mean. So I'm not. I'm not willing to go that far for the podcast. But uh, we need to. We need to get some kind of titties on on the show. And that's sad. You gotta do that. Well, we gotta have. We gotta, we gotta have titties. We gotta hire in. <laughs> we gotta hire in or get someone to, you know, just come in there. With a, Pour some tea to hang the titty out, or some, some shit like that. You know, just get views in there. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That'd be kind of weird. Oh, here comes our here comes our maid. Uh, uh, she just comes to pour some tea for us. Here you go. All right, guys. Just another sexy Bigfoot. I'll go with the theme. Yeah, you know, sexy Bigfoot comes in there. Looks nothing like Bigfoot. Just <laughs> <laughs> a little hair. That's it. That's yeah. It. Yeah. But like I said, like it's hard, you know. It really is harder, you know. You, for guys, you can't just walk around in a speedo. All right, ladies, it's for the ladies. Ladies don't want that, man. Especially for, especially for me, they don't want to see me walk around in a speedo, you know, <laughs> talking about stuff. I can barely stand me when I'm in my speedo, so I don't think anyone ran. But other than that, uh, how y'all's individual show is doing? Uh, uh, great. Like my mine's doing a lot better. Uh, Jay's helping us out with our. We have, he made a fan base on you know Facebook, and he's promoting both our shows. So people that know us from Bigfoot are now kind of trickling in to listen to both our podcasts. Well, so 
I know my brother Daniel. He's a big fan of y'all's. I think I think I met him last time, but he's a big fan of y'all's. He's always reposting your stuff. He did like he's a big fan of y'all. He loves when you talk because he thinks it's quite enjoyable. So he loves listening. Like that, he promoted all the time. Is Daniel on there? He'll retweet. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate yeah. it. Well. Yeah, he's a big fan now. So yeah. That's and then, awesome. yeah. And we're all, well, like I said, we're all about that. We want the guys that were like, they're like, oh, can we get this guy? They're like, no, forget that guy. We want the underdog guys. We want the guys that have some fan base. We want the, we want the underdogs. We'll make the big dogs out of them. So, yeah, get that fire in the belly. But uh, have, y'all, have y'all looked into uh, trying to uh, pick up special guests yet or anything like that? Find any more Bigfoot theorists uh, guys out there? I, I want to look into it. I haven't, I haven't yet, but I kind of want to. I kind of want to bring uh, someone who absolutely doesn't believe in conspiracy or something like that. I, I want to have a debate show for one of our anniversary oh, shows. I want, a, I want to go hard. Those are always good ones. They're they're hard, but they're always good ones to have someone on debate on there. It's always good to have one because people love people love argument. You know, people just love confrontation. It's good. People love to. So it's always good to have someone like that. But. No, so hopefully you can find someone. I'm sure there is. He's got to convince him to go on the show, so you can do that. But I might flip a table if I get angry. <laughs> you want to forget you, man? Forget you, man. You on the what about Bigfoot? Earth not flat. Earth is not flat. And then you, you know, <laughs> foot country boy. There you go. Get out of there. Just turn, turn them. Just. Uh, Kick him out. Forget you. Who's laughing now? I just kicked you out of my show. <laughs> yeah, that one might have to be an audio only type thing. Uh, I don't know if we can get a guest on video you now since uh, we have the undisclosed location in the desert where we film. So I mean, we're gonna keep that secret still. So we're not. If we do get guests, it'll be a, just an audio thing, you know. Oh yeah, I don't even want to meet no one. Yeah, I'm kind of weird. <laughs> I mean, we're not at that level yet to bring on. Uh, guest and talk to him in person. It'd be interesting, though. You know, like the, there's people out there who believe in different things. You know, don't believe in different things. Flat Earthers, you know, aliens, Bigfoot, Bigfoot, made, you know, yeah, president theorist guys and president president thing like like government conspiracy people to me are the are the toughest people to talk to because they hate everything about the government. And they hate and they want to talk about everything about the government. Oh yeah, they you, you can't. They're rock solid in their mind, and you ain't wiggling in there. If you if you're with them, you're against them. That's their that's their stance, a hundred percent. Yeah, they're they're the hardest for me anyway to talk to because you, you just, I'm not trying to change their mind. I'm just trying to talk to them. Well, what about this? Well, who sent you? I'm like, what do you mean who sent me? Like, no one sent me. I'm just talking to you. I'm <laughs> having <laughs> a conversation with you, man. But. Yeah. We're gonna have to find some sort of like a ex CIA member or something. You know what I mean? We're gonna have to really get in there if we can. Oh, I would love to talk to one of them. We were making fun of the show one day that like, you know, like, quit saying CIA, quit saying FBI. Like, like, why, man? They'll probably listen to us right now. Like, they're probably fucking bored right now. What's up, everybody? Uh, first of all, disclaimer. This uh, podcast is kind of broken up. We we started okay. So first of all, I got invited to a um, an event out of town um, in remembrance of a good friend of mine that passed away a long time ago. His family was doing a special thing for him, and they invited us out. I can't tell any more details. It sounded like they wanted to keep it secret for at least another week or so, but uh, it was pretty cool. They had like a thing that they wanted to give us everybody that went. And uh, it was just w- neat seeing people that I grew up with, hadn't seen them in a while. And, I mean, they they haven't gone anywhere. I mean, I know where they're at. I know where to find them. And I see them on Facebook all the time. And they all talk about me on Facebook because I always post my stuff on there. We, I'm on there pretty regularly. Anyways, uh, I got invited to this event. Well, it's out in the country. And so um, and I had my, 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 my baby and my wife with me. And we were in the truck. We were in my truck, and so it's all three of us right there. I don't. I have a single cab, so we're all crammed in there. I mean, not crammed. I mean, it's comfortable, but it's it's close quarters. And with Roger, he's gotten so big where we've had we've had to turn the seat forward facing, so he uh, 
can reach out and mess with the devices now with his feet. And he was just fascinated with my Bluetooth connector and uh, my gear uh, shift, my drive shift. Like he kept putting his feet, like he kicked the thing into neutral twice during our trip. Um, so we're getting used to that. And of course, he got in trouble a couple of times. And when Roger gets in trouble, all his response is just start crying. So we haven't gotten out of that phase yet. But um, no, so anyways, we tonight was supposed to be special guest Friday. And technically, it, it still is. Uh, we did have two special guests on, Jay and Hector. The guys over at What About Bigfoot, and they each have their own individual podcast. Uh, I've, I've listened to a couple of the Bigfoot ones, and uh, they're pretty good. They're pretty funny guys. I encourage you to check them out. I uh, want to apologize for them for cutting them off halfway into it. I could have re-put them on, but Roger was being loud, and you could hear him in the background. And he was getting ready to fall asleep, but not quite yet. And then when he did fall asleep, I didn't want to wake him up by making another phone call. So I just listened to Dune on the rest of the trip. John continued. I dropped out of audio about 15 minutes in, and it didn't get off to a good start. We just, uh, even though, you know, we never make mistakes, but as far as, like, entertainment value, I don't know if we had a plan about what we wanted to talk about. when, Like, when Hector first came on, it was pretty easy, Bigfoot. We're just going to talk about Bigfoot. And then we got off on UFOs a little bit because that's just where those conversations usually go. When we talked to Jay again, it was kind of like, well, we already talked to Hector about Bigfoot. What can we talk to Jay about? Let's get on UFOs. And then we got into witchcraft a little bit. So, I mean, that kept it interesting. But tonight, I mean, going in after this event that I just left, uh, we really didn't have anything. We didn't have anything ready. So, um, it kind of starts off a little choppy. It, it's kind of like, uh, where are these guys taking this? It's not easy for me to tell. So, uh, but it sounds like I listened to the last few minutes of it with John, and uh, sounds like he was able to, he was able to salvage it. So it wasn't a total waste of Special Guest Friday. And I didn't get home till about ten minutes ago. It's eleven thirty right now, and I've invited everybody that's on this podcast. I sent them an anchor uh, invite. Well, I think I, I didn't get Cliff, but uh, I, you know he's got a baby, so I don't want to mess with him. Everybody else got an invite to try to get on here tonight. Just try to find so even people. That I don't even know how I have them on Anchor. Like people that I haven't heard their podcast, I'd sent them out invites too. Just trying to make it work. And uh, I think everybody's in bed. So that's just kind of a um, not not a success. Not a mistake because we don't make mistakes at Big Beefing, but um, not a success. So in any case, I'll just uh, I'll have to carry on for the last 30 minutes because all these shows have hit an hour. We've over done over 100 of them. We do four a week, and I don't want us to have an off week. So uh, as they say, the show must go on, and you're just going to have to listen to my voice for the next 30 minutes. So uh, lucky you. But um, what we were talking about was government conspiracies and uh, – the boys were, you know, we were kind of going over, you know, things that get covered up. And, and, you know, my point that I was trying to make, and I don't know how clear it came in the audio yet, but, you know, I remember, and I think I remember this with Bush. I've seen, in my lifetime, I've seen, uh, let's see, Bush Sr. get into office. I saw Bill Clinton get into office. I saw... Um, you know George Bush Jr. getting into office, uh, Barack Obama, and then now Donald Trump. Now, and I know you know Donald Trump's got a lot of drama with him these days, but I think I got a feeling interest may be starting to wane. I think we're getting jaded. I think if he gets another four years, I don't think people are going to be as sensationalized with Trump as they were in the beginning the last few years. I think it's starting to – I think I'm feeling the downtrend. I could be wrong. could be wrong. just doesn't seem that, – that vitriol that people had in the beginning just seems to be kind of meh because realistically, you know, how bad has it gotten? I mean, a lot of people say things are worse than they've ever been, and maybe in some regards they are, but in some regards they're not. Like I was telling John, my paycheck – you know, month to month or week to week, it's went up a little bit since he got in. And, uh, you know, I'm still living a pretty good life, but I'm also, you know, I'm not in a, you know, a bad you know, a minority or a tough demographic. And uh, my position may be a little bit different if I was somebody from a background that, you know, Trump didn't speak too highly of or, you know, or if, 
you know, uh, you know, just other things that just don't make a lot of sense that he's done. So I get it. I get it. Uh, and I'm not saying the guy's the end-all, be-all, but I'm just saying I feel that the interest is waning, which, you know, before the guy, the man was in the news every day. So that tells you something. If he's in the news every single day, Obama wasn't in the news every day. And that was the first president that looked different than all the rest of the presidents. You know, all the rest of the presidents, older white guys. And uh, Obama did not fit that bill. So uh, even though in, you know, practicality, he was pretty much the same as any other president. He wasn't, he couldn't bring about a drastic change as people thought. See, people voted Obama because they thought, oh, okay, well, he doesn't look the part. So maybe he is different. Maybe there's something to him that we don't realize. And uh, the man was a class act. You know, he did his job, and, you know, he did good. And some people say he's the best president for, I don't know, I guess since Bush. I don't know if they think he beat Clinton. I mean, he didn't have any scandals like Clinton did. So maybe they put him up there with Reagan. I don't know. I think Reagan gets looked through through rose-colored lens a lot of time um, because we had technology booms to go along with that. Um, Obama, Obama inherited a recession. Um which was caused by Wall Street greed and just not, you know, doing proper checks and, you know, basically writing checks they couldn't cash. And um, anyways, but it's besides the point. I'm getting out of the point. My point is Bush, Obama, and Trump, I've watched all their elections because I had the dog in each one because I voted in each one. Um, I voted for uh, Junior because uh, he was... Texan. And you had the whole Texas thing. And I was like, well, I got to vote for the governor of Texas because I live in Texas. Um, even though, you know, it's kind of stupid, but that's what you have to do. And then when he ran against Kerry, and that was against Gore. And I don't know what kind of world we would live in if Gore got president. Maybe we wouldn't be hearing all this bullshit about global warming and all that crap. Maybe we'd have electric cars right now, which I want an electric car. Sarah was telling me, you need to get a truck. And she, what Sarah wants me to do is to take my truck now sell it, buy an older truck, but a larger truck, and then be happy with that. And I'm not going to do that. This is the first new truck I got. The next truck I'm going to get is also going to be new. And it's going to be electric. And they're not coming out for another couple of years. So this one's just going to have to do until now. Even with the third, the second kiddo coming along, we're just going to have to figure it out because I'm not getting another truck until I can get an electric one. Um, if Sarah wants to go get herself a truck, that's fine. Anyways, I forgot where I was going with that. Um, well, okay, so the uh, presidents. Um, so I was involved in all the elections. I mean, when I say involved, I voted. I voted in all of them. And uh, it's because it's uh, it's uh, it's not that hard to do. Just a little time consuming and uh, feel good about doing it. Make my voice heard. This is I'm participating in this government. And most of us don't, and that's fine. I'm not telling you to go out there and do it. Um, yeah, no, you probably should. I think we, we sh more of us should vote. More of us should make our opinion known. I think the problem is a lot of us don't really like to express how we feel because we feel like it's beyond us. And really, it's not. You can vote anybody out of office. You just have to go down to the polls and make your little check, and you decide whether or not that person gets to have a job. And uh, if enough people think the way you do and they actually go through with it, then there you go. Now, there has been talk about trying to make it online. Maybe that would increase participation. But there's just so many pitfalls and issues and security things you got to get wrapped up. It may never happen. Anyways, back to the point that I'd made earlier in the podcast. When each one of those presidents got sworn in, it was on the grounds of there was going to be some kind of drastic change. Not so much with Bush, but definitely with Obama and Trump. There was going to be this massive overhaul in our government and when, the, when both Obama and Trump went in the next day they had their first briefing and the news always reports on their initial briefing about what's going on and the, the looks on their face like all the passion and the drive and I don't know if it's because they just finished a long you know campaign you know, endless polling. You know, Trump was getting all kind of shit talked about him. Obama always had this stuff coming about his birth, just ridiculousness, left and right for both candidates. Um, Trump, you know, a lot of people out there say he deserved it because he's kind of an asshole, which he is. I mean, I don't think he'd have a problem saying that. Um, also, I don't think the man's evil, but misguided, yes. Anyways, um, 
after they got done with that briefing, it looked like they both had seen a ghost. Their faces looked worn. They looked super concerned. They were processing something. They were told something, and they couldn't quite figure it out. And then I got the rest of my insight from the, um, I don't know what his actual title is in Russia, president? President in Russia, um, Vladimir Putin, who basically is a dictator, even though he's quote-unquote has been elected. Um, and he was out of office for one term, but for the rest of the time it's been him. And he'll be in there until he dies. And they'll probably try to set it up to where somebody in his family gets it next after him. But um, he had said in an interview that all these presidents will talk about great change. And first of all, he said that he admired the U.S. and admires you know, our desire for innovation and the diversity that we bring. It makes us a very um, powerful force to be reckoned with. But he also said that you know, when these presidents get elected, the guys would shoot, suit show up, the way he described it. The, guy, the men in black cars with black suits show up. And then they tell the president how things really are. And then all the promises that they made don't happen. And he says he's disappointed in that because some of the presidents promised a lot of good things. And uh, a lot of people say uh, Putin's just going to say whatever. It's just misdirection, just trying to piss people off. But I don't know, man. I think, I think there's something to that. I think he saw something that we see, but we just don't look into it. And since he's on the outside and we are, you know, kind of a – you know, sometimes an adversary or at least a rival, a near peer, I think is what the military calls him. Um, you know, I think he's got some insight into that, and it, it kind of makes sense that there's something that's told at the government level that stresses them the fuck out. I don't know if it's, you know, look, like John was saying on the podcast earlier, you got this job and that's fine, but this is where your lane is and you don't get out of this lane or everything about you is going to be erased from history. I don't know if that's what happens. I would. The problem is, it, whatever it was, it had to be terrible because Trump didn't say what it was. And you know how that guy would have gotten it out somehow. Or maybe he wouldn't have been able to handle it. Whatever it was, it wasn't bad enough to where he thought he had to kill himself. But it was bad enough to where he didn't, he wouldn't talk about it. And, you know, from what we know about Donald Trump, that just seems kind of crazy that that, they, that was able to happen. So whatever it is the government has to keep that man quiet, um, you know, it's pretty crazy. Maybe, and maybe they did have some dirt on him and say, look, you know, you can go about this one or two ways. If you, if you say something or you know about something, then we're going – maybe they didn't even tell him. Maybe they said, look – there's some things that you focus on, and there's some things that you don't. And if you ever cross into this category, then your life will be ruined. And it's probably something involved in the military and deal with technology testing. Because from what I understand about all the podcasts that I've listened to about technology testing, you know, the government has, they're at a point now to where they always have to be on the cutting edge of technology because the second they get behind, another nation will pass us up. And now they'll have the advantage. All of our advantages throughout wars have been based off of our technology. And since, uh, you know, going back to World War II with the nuclear bombs. And everybody's been following suit, playing catch-up. So you're always trying to one-up each other. Well, it stands perfectly reasonable that the government, to function like this, you can't have somebody coming in every four years and build a new technology. It doesn't work like that. You've got to have a consistent, tired staff. That's why our government, our Congress, has been in office for so long, because those guys are the only ones that can do the job. And, um, you know, but, it, but you want that consistency, because if you did change it up, you know, it'd be, it'd be anarchy. It would be hard to keep things straight, because you don't know what the other person was thinking. And you end up where you're just redoing everything or undoing everything that you just did. And you end up just wasting a lot of time. Whereas you've got somebody that's been in Congress for, you know, 40 years. Well, they can look back at their history. and But even then, though, I guess that's what's fucked is because if you listen to thing congressmen's talked about 40 years ago, it's a lot of the same shit. So not a lot's changed. But um, so I don't know. Maybe I'm totally wrong on that. But what are they hiding? You know, what, what is the big secret? You know, is it alien life? Is there, is there beings from another world, intelligent beings that have came here and 
you know, helped us out throughout history or at least observed us or interacted with us at some level. And they choose to, but what bothers me about that is why would they keep it a secret? You know, why not just come out and let us know that they're there? Um, you know, it just seems weird to me that you would, you have this technology that could save everything, but then you don't use it. Um, you couldn't, you don't use it to save us. And there's people that are dying. Like there's people that are super sick and don't need to die. If you have the power to travel beyond the stars, you don't need to do that. Now there was one good point that, uh, Bob Kazar or Bob Lazar, the UFO guy said, um, he was like, look, you know, maybe the aliens are intelligent, super intelligent beyond our understanding, but you know, there could be a chance that their world anti-gravity stuff was basically our oil like they had the stuff for anti-gravity which was element 115 and we just have oil you know and you can only get so far with oil but with 115 if you got it stable you can bend gravity and he was saying that it could just be that that source is abundant there and so there's really not that much mastery that comes behind it once you've got the substance so it could be that could be it could be that's plausible that would explain why they haven't helped us if they were so petty another explanation is is that they're invading us that they're amongst us making our decisions they've been pulling strings throughout history um could be unlikely though unless aliens are unless they're fucking stupid because you know i mean we haven't really dealt we haven't really seen a supreme, super intelligent person. Like, there's some damn smart people out there, and there's some people that come up with some crazy shit. But it's still within the realm of human. It's not like a, you know, like a savant or a calculator. It's it's in the human realm. Um, we're not quite to that level yet where we're post-human. But, uh, you know, you would think that a, a spacefaring civilization would be. At least to our understanding it would be. Who knows? I'm sure the natives thought that, you know, when the Europeans came over the conquistadors and their boats, they were just in awe about the power that they've harnessed. And that was just wind power, simple wind power and, uh, well, and water power, too. But, yeah, so, you know, I don't know what, um, I don't know. It's just kind of hard to say, did things really just... uh, Is the government really hiding something? I have a hard time. You know, the government's just so incompetent. You think if it was something like UFOs, it would have slipped and we would have seen one. Um, Maybe these were just complicated test drones or something. And Fuck, I don't know. I don't know. All I know is Bob Lazar was working on something. Whatever it was he was working on, it didn't get finished. And maybe it did. Maybe he was just involved in a BS project. To cause all this confusion and misdirection seems super complicated for that. But you never know. Um, you don't know what's out there. I mean, it's kind of hard to say. I, I was hoping the boys were going to talk about alternate realms. And we kind of mentioned the fairy realm a couple of times. And, you know, fairies are just fanciful, magical beings. I uh, want to talk about them to see what their impact is in the world. Um, yeah, so I don't know, man. Science fiction, it's a, it's it's crazy. Um it's a crazy thing to think about about alien life. What would they look like, you know? I mean, I think it's the problem that we have right now is that like a lot of the aliens, you know, they kind of look like humans with some minor changes, especially in Star Trek. You know, you just have people that have pointy ears and then you got Vulcans and they're serious. But they still look like people. You got Klingons who got these warped faces and, you know, these snarling teeth. But from the neck down, they just look like people. And Mandalorians, they got their antenna, blue skin, but look like people. Uh, The Gorn is probably the only one that doesn't quite look like a person. But again, they're bipedal. So they do look like us. It looks like a guy in a suit. Um, Except for the CGI ones, but even then, those, those weren't that advanced so uh yeah i don't know man the government who knows what they're doing my buddy uh my buddy james that listens to the show he he seems pretty convinced that that, that it's the government's hiding something but 
if you're in this space race for technology, if you're just in this munitions race or weapons race, you know, you're going to have shit that just looks beyond our comprehension. Don't know if that means it's alien. It's just something that, you know, we haven't quite figured out yet. And and who knows? That shit could have came from the future. You know, got sent back in time somehow, even though time travel is supposed to be impossible. Um Maybe, I, but I guess it is impossible because if time travel were possible, we would have had some visitors for, from the future by now. They would have been here. And a lot of people, when I tell them that, they say, oh, well, you, you know, maybe they just can't interact. And I'm like, okay, well, that doesn't make any sense. You know, what are you removed from reality? Can you observe reality without being in it? You know, in the light, I don't know, it seems... I have to ask a physicist or a philosophist that question, but it seems to me like you would, you know, you wouldn't be able to to do that. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I don't know what to think about all that. I like the idea of aliens being out there, but it's also kind of terrifying because what if they're not friendly? You know, what if they are like in that movie? Uh, what was that TNT show? Um, oh. Oh boy. I watched all every episode. Fallen Skies. So in Fallen Skies, you know, you had the aliens that just wanted to conquer humanity, pretty much wipe us out, and then we started fighting back and we caught the interest of a species that was at war with these things and they wanted us to join their war. But basically what they wanted us to do was to seal off like eighty percent of our planet. The rest of it would be a battleground and then we could develop in peace away from the fighting and uh you know we our government you know the guy that was in charge i think his name's chris noth or whatever he was like fuck that we're not doing anything like that we're we're gonna go take it to these bastards and we get get our planet back in the words of adama um let's go get our people back but they uh you know it didn't just didn't work out that way and um I don't know. It just seems weird. And there's Carl Sagan had a formula that talked about that he did that the, all the math and you know his conclusion was if there was intelligent life, we should have met them by now. There's also the concern that maybe intelligent life can advance to the level you need to manipulate the stars because we kill ourselves before then, or we destroy a planet's resources before we can get to that point. I don't know. I guess it depends on the planet, right? I mean, if you have a planet that's rich in life maybe i don't know maybe you could figure something out oh boy i'm sure i am tired boys it's been a long day but we're gonna we're gonna get through this podcast here um we're getting close to the end um but you know uh i think it's a subject that you can always talk about that doesn't necessarily have an easy answer um I, you know, I kind of wish somebody would just build a drone and fly one of those damn things in there, but I guess the motion detectors are so good, but it seems like you could get a microscopic drone to go spy, and then we could figure out what's going on. So the, the question is, is why do we need to know? Why do we need to know if there's life out there? I mean, well, first of all, we don't really need to know. I mean, it could be out there and not really affect us, and we still have to go on with our lives. could be Galactus shows up, you know, and it's going to eat our planet. But it's not really an immediate concern issue. But we, I think we want to know because we need to know if there's more to life than just what's here. You know, there's something out there or there's something beyond us that we don't understand. And when you look at every living creature on Earth, with the exception of a very few, n- none of them are like us. You know, none of them draw pictures or or do artwork or, or, you know, the way we do combat and training, the awareness, it just, it's not on our level. If it was on our level, then we could communicate with the animals more so than what we do. Like, I mean, my dog knows when to come and when to go, but I can't sit there and talk to her about, you know, what I'm feeling or how my days at work are. She didn't give a shit, you know, dogs aren't going to know. And, uh, you know, it's just one of those things where it's like, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to say what the aliens would be like or how they would be advanced. And 
what they would do with us if they got here. But I just like to think that if you were, you wouldn't like all the suffering. Unless maybe you're like a robot or something and you just don't calculate it. But how could you just let people die and stuff when you had the ability to stop it, get us off world, help us terraform a planet? You know, something along those lines where we're not having to destroy this one. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's like Star Trek where you got to hit a certain level of technology and then the aliens will reach out to you and, and build you up. That's the problem with Star Trek. It's it's so optimistic um, about the future and the capabilities of human. Just sometimes it comes across as a little unrealistic, you know, just like, yeah, I'm having a hard time buying it. But um, I don't know, UFOs, aliens... What would it change if there were UFOs? If we if we woke up tomorrow and a UFO landed on the White House, would we? What would happen? Would it be anarchy? Oh yeah. Would it mean people are going to flee? Uh, some will. Uh, most people won't. Like that whole story about the uh, the War of the Worlds when it came over the radio back in the day, and people panicked in the street and were rioting because they thought the broadcast was real because they didn't catch the beginning of it. Um, I think that's a bunch of BS. I don't think there's any instances anywhere in any cities where they recorded a bunch of men running around because they were scared of, of aliens showing up. I don't think that ever happened. But I digress. That's their story, and they're sticking to it. Um, I don't know why all the secretiveness, man. Let's just let's just say what it is. What, what do you got? Do you got something? You got nothing? Let's just figure it out and squash it. We're not here to judge. People can handle it, you know. It's like Tommy Lee Jones and Men in Black. He was like, a person is smart, but people aren't smart. And um, I don't know. I kind of disagree with him on that. I think that we could handle it. If it was the announcement was made, uh, I don't think there would be that much craziness going on. I think we would want to know where they come from, and we'd want to talk to this person to see what they could teach to us. Um, you know, but. It doesn't seem like we're working on that at all. It's kind of hard to do, though. You know, unless an alien ship shows up. You know, really, when they're looking out in the space, they're just looking at signals and light. And, you know, some of that stuff is not really accurate. And that's how you get, you know, misleading reports and things like that nature. Because you just don't have good info. You know, so what are you supposed to do? Uh well, I wanted to go watch Spider-Man this weekend, but didn't get to go see it yet. I've heard really good things. Uh, this year's been just a great year for superhero movies. Thor or Aquaman started off really good. Uh, Shazam was fucking great. Uh, Endgame, another great one. Uh, I'm looking forward to the next Spider-Man. I don't know if I'll be able to talk Sarah into watching it. That may be a, a DVD one down the road or Amazon Prime. But, you know, Aquaman, definitely a good one. Definitely enjoyed, uh, you know, Endgame. And also Shazam, which is one of the breakaway hits of the year. It didn't make a lot as much money as Aquaman did, but it made enough money for what it cost to be a successful franchise. And now that's made The Rock also say, okay, I need to go ahead and get my part of this opened up and get it in the books. So hopefully we see a Black Adam join the DC family uh, universe soon. So, yeah, I think that would be good. Well, I guess we're going to have to wrap this one up. I've, I've rambled for 30 minutes. I don't know what else more I would talk about. Um, again, for our listeners that were looking for a good show about Bigfoot tonight, our just last few special guest Fridays have not lived up to our standards. They've not lived up to the normal big beef and hype of a perfect night. Um you know, it's it's hard to get that set up. And then, you know, when things, when I'm out on the road or something, or I'm working, it's just kind of hard to plan for all that. So that's how you get in this position. But anyways, I hope everybody has a great weekend. I hope you had a good fourth. Um, you know, the Big Beefing Show will be here, cranking out episodes next week. I think John's going to be gone, but I'm going to get fill-ins each night while he's out. And uh, we'll hit the ground fine, and we'll, we'll be good. And I know everybody's looking forward to one star or less our review segment uh monday we'll pick up with uh just bullshitting and then tuesday one star or less wednesday will be just kind of a pop culture what's in the news type of day thursday will be off and then friday we'll hit another special guest maybe daniel's a gamer 
streaming person, or I might, I might add somebody else between now and then. Either way, stay tuned. Big Beefin' at Big Beefin' John, JP's What, and um, looking forward to seeing you guys on down the road. Later. Howdy, everybody out there. This is Big Beefin'. This is JP, and I am one-third of that Big Beefin' show. This is Aaron Rollins. What you doing, boy? We have a ride. Bring us in, Shane. Now, you may be asking, what is Big Beefin'? Well, the answer is quite simple. Big Beefin' is... Where all of your wildest dreams come true. That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> you stop listening halfway through. I knew your podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's his goddamn yard, and he put the property tax on a damn thing. And he said, wait a minute, Rollins, you got to be smarter than a fucking average bear. And I looked at him, I said, that goes both ways, buddy. And he kept talking, I just left. <laughs> average bear, that's a, that's a yogi, yogi bear, right? Isn't that? It's a yogi bear reference, but that's not the fucking point, man. But the, so That's bullshit. Eric, are you okay? Did, didn't you tell that one yesterday? I just told that one yesterday. Like, Eric, are you okay? That he states that Bigfoot is there in plain sight. You just choose not to see him. <laughs> That's not what I meant, damn it. Fuck, you never mind. Never fucking mind, John. You don't want to fucking walk your fat ass and don't walk. There you go. See? That is. <laughs> no. Uh, no beat to drop, so let's get right to this. Hello, my name is JP. No need for no MC. I've been keeping it real since 1983. <laughs> Shit, my pants on a big leaf Just enjoy the show. Mr. Black.